Transition Awareness Breathing. Feeling grounded for both children and parents is essential for healthy living and learning. Join Eartha Powell on this series for tips and tools for creating a harmonious environment for learning. Transition Awareness Breathing will help you and your child find an individualized path to tackle change, promote lifelong learning, and discover new approaches to calmness. Hi, everyone. I have a word puzzle. What does hibernating bears in the winter, birds migrating in the springtime, birds preparing their nest in the spring, and chronic stress have in common with each other? I'll give you a moment and let you chew on that for a second. Well, I am so excited that you are here, and we're going to talk about those things in today's podcast. Before I go any farther, I would like to thank Web Talk Radio for allowing me to have a platform to bring Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast to you. And I would also like to thank my producers, Mary Lou and Sam, for making Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast available to you wherever you go. So now let's get back to the word puzzle. (laughs) I wanted to share another segment of the conference I went to a couple of weeks ago. And it ties into our gardening theme. But believe it or not, well, I'm kind of making it fit into our gardening theme. I'll put it like that. I want to share some information about allostatic load. Have you ever heard of that term, allostatic load? Well, you may not have heard about it, but I think you may be familiar with the symptoms and the processes. And so when we finish our session today, you're going to have a, a new word that associates with what you are already familiar with. Well, let me begin by talking about the bear. And this is something new that I did not know. In my research, I found out that when bears prepare and hibernate for the winter, they go through this process of what is called allostatic load. And so what they're doing, along with um, other animals that are preparing for the winter, what they're doing is they are preparing, they're eating a lot more, they're getting ready for this seasonal change. If they if they did not consume these extra calories, they would not be able to survive the winter season. And so they go through this process of you know, preparing their den, uh, eating extra food, gaining a lot of weight. And so then they are ready to go into their winter routine of of hibernation and uh, similarly when 
I found out that something else I didn't know <laughs> that uh, when birds migrate, they go through a similar allostatic uh, uh, load period um, where they are preparing for this long flight. And so they take on um, different behaviors so that they can so that they can um, survive their migration. So this is, um, I'm referring to an article that I read, it's called Stress, Homeostasis, Real Stasis, Reactive Scope, Alleostasis, and Alleostatic Load by B.S. McQueen. And uh, this is out of a journal, Neuroscience and Bio-Behavioral Psychology from 2017. So, you know, I, I didn't know that the um, allostatic load was a normal process that animals go through for you know, their seasonal survival. That was very new to me. Um, and in addition, this article says that, and this, this makes sense, uh, you know, when birds, it, it points out birds in particular in the article, but when birds are preparing uh, in the springtime, building their nest, and, you know, they're eating uh, extra so that they can provide nutrition and um, prepare for their new offspring. And so, well, what about humans? <laughs> what does that have to do with people? Well, I think what this, this article is trying to show is that the allostatic um, process, the allostatic load is a normal part of our survival. But what happens in people is when our body is continually um, exposed to stress and challenges and stress and challenges and more stress and more challenges, it causes a wear and a tear on the body and so what happens for for people when we refer to the allostatic load is in I'm trying to break it down and and then I'm going to give you an, another example is that the body is is not given the chance to come back to baseline it doesn't have a chance to uh, regulate you know our body when it is threatened or when it's challenged we talked about the stress hormones you know the cortisol begins to increase and uh, epinephrine increases and so our body's uh, physiological response and our psychological response and mental response is that we're we're on guard because you know the body wants to take care of itself it's ready what happens is if our body is not allowed to come back 
to baseline, um, there's a buildup of the the stress. You know, the muscles become tight. Uh, maybe people begin to have uh, stress-related um, symptoms or illnesses. And this is because, you know, there's uh, the body is not allowed to to um, relax and come back to baseline. And I think this is where mindfulness and relaxation therapy, well, let me take that, not relaxation therapy, but relaxation practice comes in. Um, I consider mindfulness and relaxation as a part, a new uh, part of coping rather than a therapy. Oftentimes we have to be taught different and more healthier coping mechanisms so that our body can find its way back to calmness and find its way back to a baseline. Um, therapies to me is more clinical and you know is guided by uh, different providers and with mindfulness and relaxation this is in the, the uh, person the, who is practicing once you know your skills and you are aware of how your body responds then you can activate and practice regularly is better but you know uh, we're human life happens but at least we're able to respond in a more positive uh, way so that our body can recover. I would like to share a personal experience and um, in your profession, whatever your uh, profession is, you can probably relate. So allow me, if you don't mind, to share um, my professional experience and maybe this can become more clear and this is what I mean when I say we probably are aware of this allostatic lobe but we just didn't know what the word was so my clinical experience um, includes labor and delivery and working at labor and delivery it, it can be very it's a very very um, it can be stressful uh, because you know, when you're taking care of um, mom and baby, sometimes things can change really fast. And so, you know, it's so important to uh, monitor mom and baby and work together as a team with your other healthcare professionals and things like that. And so that, that environment, that becomes kind of normal. You know, it's like you are helping families and helping moms bring in their uh, new babies into the world. And so you be, you're very familiar with the birth process and it, it becomes, okay, th these things are, you know, you're following the, the contractions and the dilation and, and, you know, when the baby is born, there's certain things that's going on that's, that's, uh, the normal birth process. However, there are situations that are outside of the normal birth process. And, you know, there, there could be different complications. And so 
what I have found um, is sometimes this, this occurs everywhere, but particularly I'm going to speak about my time when I was overseas. It seemed like there was different uh, times of years. You know, I was on an island. I was in Okinawa, actually, and it was a change of the barometric pressure. And we just all thought that, you know, when there was a change in that barometric pressure, it seemed like we saw a whole lot of uh, patients with different complications. You know, people coming in with premature labor and all kind of different things. I won't get into detail, but and it seemed like you know, it was like one after another complication after another complication after another complication, and then if there's any stressors that's going on as far as on your outside life, you know, uh, that added to some of the stressors in our in our body and oftentimes you know we would you know we would share with each other okay enough enough you know it just seems like you were at the end of your rope and then what would happen maybe sometimes what what would happen the car would break down you know you're heading to the hospital you're heading to work and the car breaks down and then you know you have to get gas and it just seems like every little thing added on top of a stressor and uh, now I'm going to be a little bit of hypothetical is, you know, you're looking for that time to come to relax. And so we would take, vac- you know, like everybody else, we'd take vacations. We would try to uh, go to different parts of the island and things like that. But, but sometimes, you know, things would happen on the vacation. And so you come back to work and there would be more complications as more complications and so it seemed like there was just this buildup of stress buildup of stress different challenges different challenges and it seems like it was so hard at times to relax and so I look back on that experience and it triggered you know we must have had some kind of an allostatic load going on and that's just a way for me to understand, okay, that's what's going on. But this goes beyond just that scenario because um, even when we speak about our children and our teens, you know, they are going on uh, under, they're underneath a lot of uh, stress and challenges. And it's important for our families to recognize um these different challenges and stressors so that we can introduce s- some practices that can help our stressors in our body to recover from these different stressors, the physical uh, uh, effects of these different stressors. And so maybe you know, as you, I would encourage you to talk with your family this week and share some of your experiences that maybe in the past that you have had all these stressors and, and maybe compare what you did back then to what you know now. Because now with mindfulness and relaxation, there's something that we can do rather than adding on 
to to the stress. And my imagery is, as I say in closing, this is what I imagine in my, my mind. You know how when you have a lot of leaves in your yard and, you know, in the fall you have all these leaves, right? And so, you know, some people, they get out there and they rake all their, their leaves and they bag them up. And some people leave the leaves on the, the uh, grass so that uh, nature will use the, those leaves and fertilize the grass. Well, then springtime, it seems, there's um, some more leaves that may fall. And those leaves kind of accumulate on the leaves that were there. And for the people who are raking leaves, they're still out there raking leaves. And it seems like it's a never-ending process because it's part of nature. But at some time, maybe we can use those leaves instead of allowing the leaves to build up. Maybe we can change our perspective and, you know, if we're going to gather the leaves, we can gather them up and mulch them, put them in our garden, and use those leaves for a more positive um, uh, usage in our garden. In the stressors in our lives, we can look back and see what we have learned in, the, in looking at our challenges. What did we learn through the challenges? How can we change different situations if we if we can change and realizing that when we are going through different challenges going through stress that we're going through it we don't have to get stuck in it and while we're going through it breathe breathe and allow your body to melt and keep focus keep positive and if you need help do not hesitate to reach out to your health care provider or um, someone in in your uh, social or spiritual um, setting and ask for help we don't have to do everything by ourselves so with that hope that there was something that you learned new about the allostatic load. I look forward to talking to you again next time. Have a great day. Be sure and pick up a copy of Eartha's new book, Tab Mindfulness, Awareness and Coloring Activities in a Pandemic World. It's not just an ordinary coloring book. It features 23 illustrations to stimulate thought, relaxation, and creativity for anyone between the ages of 4 and 94. Increase your positive self-talk energy. Unlock new creative paths. Transform your time once or twice a week to create beautiful art while strengthening confidence, building positive self-talk, and sensitize self-awareness. Tab Mindfulness. Awareness and coloring activities in a pandemic world. It's available now at Amazon.com.